Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, everyone. We have an amazing guest today. Andrea Sager, also known as the Legalpreneur, has over 67,000 followers on TikTok and hosts a podcast called The Legalpreneur. Andrea was a former big law attorney, and she's currently ranked number 27 on the list of best trademark attorneys out of 50,000. She now helps small businesses by explaining legal necessities, and her book is available for pre-order. So everyone should check that out and go follow her on social media. Welcome to Tool for TikTok, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So before we get into TikTok, can you explain your background as an attorney? Yeah. So I started, you know, I, I started in big law. I thought I was set for life. I had my dream job as everybody likes to think they have. And I, I remember the first week I was there, I was miserable. And I just remember sitting in my office watching all of these old white men in these three-piece suits and all of a sudden it hit me i was like they have been here since they were my age and i can't be here for the next 40 years of my life so immediately i was trying to plan my exit but my now my ex-husband was staying home with our son at the time who was eight months old and i was the only breadwinner so i didn't exactly have a, a game plan to just up and leave so i stayed as long as i could and i actually tell people that i manifested getting fired because i am like <laughs> five minorities rolled into one and i i kept trying to hang on and then finally when i had a lot of small businesses coming to ask me for help because of another small business that i had and finally i had the firm tell me to my face so like stop bringing us bringing us these small businesses we don't want them and so mm. i that was like my defining moment i think a lot of times in life we have these defining moments where it's like okay i'm 100 percent meant to be on a different path and so that was it for me from there on i was i was ready to leave and I, I had an idea. I was like, I think I'll have clients, but I don't really know. And then uh, the universe was like, get out of here. You need to be on your own because Monday, so we were living in Cincinnati at the time. And Monday we put our house for sale because we were going to move back to Houston and because that's where I'm from. <laughs> and then Wednesday, I remember texting my husband at the time saying, I'm so miserable. I hate this place. I think we have enough money to hold us over. I'm ready to quit. And he said, Let, let's just wait until there's a contract on the house. That way we know what's going to sell. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. Like I can, I can deal with that. Well, then Friday, my boss and the managing partner of the firm walk into my office and I just knew immediately. I, I just knew what was happening. And I, it took everything in me not to be excited because number one, I, I couldn't just up and quit because I didn't really have another job lined up and my now ex-husband didn't for many other reasons as well but didn't believe that i would be able to make more money on my own and finally they came in and they offered me a severance package and that was it i i knew they had to offer me a severance package so that's why i was kind of i always tell people i manifested getting fired and getting the severance package because otherwise i just wouldn't have i didn't i wouldn't have felt supported to go out on my own and i went out on my own and started serving small business owners and it was crazy that was 28 2018 and within two years i had made a million dollars and we've made a million dollars every year since and now we have transitioned from the law firm to legalpreneur which is just legalpreneur the brand now where we connect small businesses with their own attorney and now i get to help not only small businesses but small and solo law firm owners as well 
build up their firms. That's incredible. So from manifesting getting fired to million dollars in revenue, and that's in 2018. And then I noticed your first TikTok was in 2019. So yes. pretty much a year later. So how did you get into TikTok? I, w I just remember, well, I used to love TikTok. I used to love watching. And then I remember I was in a mastermind and the mastermind, they were always talking about building your audience, building your audience. And at the time, TikTok was on the rise and I, it was really taking off. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just start creating video content. And I was not, a, I was not a creator at the time. Like I would post stuff on social media, but definitely not a creator, which I, I do like to go back and watch those first videos because it's just so funny how different, but uh, really it was just a matter of, okay, can I just educate? And that's always been my philosophy when it comes to social media is just educating because I know that's how I gain the trust of the audience. Yeah, so for people who may have not watched your videos, they're just super helpful for small businesses or really anyone who has legal questions in general. And you take these complicated topics, uh, legal topics, and you distill them down into 15 to 30 second videos on TikTok. And I think that's why you've been so successful and you've got a following because you're educating people exactly like you said. How does TikTok factor into your own business now? Wow. Uh, it's a huge factor as far as multiple revenue streams. So of course we get clients from TikTok and now brand deals. Um, I've had one in particular brand, a fortune 500 company that I've been working with this whole year and hope crossing my fingers to hopefully get them to be a really big sponsor for a lot of my speaking gigs next year. Um, but that's been a really incredible opportunity because it's, it's very much in alignment with small businesses and help. It's a, it's a compliment to what we do and just having that as a good referral and on top of it getting paid, like it's just bonus. So TikTok, obviously we're getting clients. We get a lot of clients from TikTok and getting brand brand deals now. That's amazing. So you have it twofold. You're a content creator, plus you have your own business. So I feel like TikTok is helping you with both of those kind of revenue streams, which is just really, really cool to see. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the legal side of TikTok? So we always talk about sides of TikTok, whether it's the dancing side, the comedy side. There are obviously other lawyers on TikTok who are super successful, some not so much. So what do you see in terms of you know, your side of TikTok, the legal side of TikTok. So are you referring to the legal side as far as like lawyers talking or like the actual legal aspects that creators need to be worried about? The side where lawyers are talking. Yeah, I, I love seeing lawyers on TikTok because it's it's so funny because you can definitely tell who has never made a video before. And I'm like, yes, I love to see so many people jumping on the train because it is incredible to see what TikTok can do for you and your business. And I mean, we all know Law by Mike. He just the most followed attorney on, twi on Twitter, TikTok, and he's absolutely killing it. And I, I actually know, um, uh, I don't want to, I don't know if it's technically his agent now, but somebody that's really helping him monetize that because he's a personal injury attorney. And this is where a lot of attorneys are having, not having issues, but they're struggling because we all know attorneys are licensed in different states and personal injury is state law. 
So he can only serve people in the state that he's licensed. Yes, he can refer out, he can get referral fees, but that's, uh, reality is a lot of attorneys don't wanna have to keep track of all these referral fees. So you just refer it out and it is what it is. You send it out and know that somebody's gonna send you a referral. Now, for me, what's really beneficial for me and other small business attorneys, a lot of what we do, which is intellectual property, protection it's federal law so we can help clients nationwide so for me and other small business attorneys doing intellectual property law we can serve clients nationwide however law by mike uh, family law attorneys other personal injury attorneys criminal law attorneys they are actually limited to serving people in their state and if they're let's say they're a criminal attorney or a family law attorney and they are representing people in court they may be limited to their actual geographical location, the city that they're in, because they didn't, may not necessarily want to drive four hours. I'm in Houston. If I was a criminal law attorney and somebody contacted me in Dallas, I don't want to drive four hours to go represent somebody in court in Dallas. So attorneys, I see a lot of them doing really well. Sometimes it's not as beneficial as far as getting clients brand deals i know a lot of them are killing it uh i know and i can't remember her name but if there was the one big law attorney in new york she quit she quit her job a few months ago i love her content uh i can't i cannot remember her name um but she's been killing it just talking and she just she's not really talking about the law she is talking about her life as a big law attorney and now she i think she's a full-time creator now um, but I just love to see how TikTok can literally change the lives of so many people. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I started this podcast because I saw what TikTok can have an effect. And we have had small business creators on this podcast who it's changed their business literally mm. overnight by having mm. one viral video. The sales go through the roof. They sell out their inventory just because of a viral yeah. video and the reach that TikTok has. Yeah. So. I'm glad that uh, other people are seeing that as well. And obviously it's blown up in the, in the two, three years that most people have gotten on. So now the other side of it is how can small business owners and creators legally protect themselves and grow their business? So content creators and small businesses, you can do it in one. Yeah, so there's really three core protections that every business, every creator needs. Now, what your specific business niches, you'll have other things that you need, but every business has the same three needs that they need. Number one is your entity. This is how you legally operate your business. If you're a creator and you're not yet making money and you're just like, oh, I'm just creating, you still want to be an LLC. An LLC is a limited liability company. For small businesses, this is the way to go. I would not worry about a corporation unless you're building a bigger company where you're, you think you're going to have investors. So. If you have a business, if you're a creator, an LLC is the way to go. I could talk all day long about why an LLC as soon as possible, because a lot of people hear, oh, don't be an LLC until you're making X number of dollars. So many reasons why that's really bad advice, but just keep in mind that if you, today is day one of your business or of you creating and you hear Hey, don't, don't file an LLC until you're making this dollar amount. We'll say a hundred thousand dollars. And then overnight you do blow up and you are making all that money. So then day three, you do go file the LLC and you're like, okay, I'm making this money now. Let me go file the LLC. Well then day 100 or beyond you get sued 
for something that happened on day one or two. And you're like, okay, this sucks, but at least I'm an LLC. So I, they can't come after me personally, but that's actually not the case because if you were, you weren't an LLC on day one or day two, so they can come after your personal assets. And that's what the LLC is protecting against. It's your personal assets. So you personally are protected from the debts of your company when you are an LLC. So even if you're the sole owner, sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their head around that, okay, if I'm the sole owner, why do I need this entity? It's just me. But even if, so the whole purpose is you wanna have a degree of separation. You as an individual and your business, you don't want something to happen in your business where they can come after you personally. And same thing, vice versa. If you cause a car accident and your insurance doesn't cover it and they want to sue you, you don't want them to become be able to come after your business assets. So it's it's protecting both sides. And if you think that you don't have any assets to protect, the whole goal is to have assets. That's why we're building, that's why we're creating because we want to build a bigger life. And so you want to protect from your future assets as well because let's say, you know, that day 1 and day 2 you had literally no assets, but now you're making all this money and you do and then day 100 they want to come sue you for what happened on day 1 or day 2. They can come after everything. So it's a layer of protection that is protecting against what you may not know that you ha you'll have in the future. So LLC, absolutely, you want it from day one. Number two is contracts. This is hands down, we've all heard it, get it in writing, but the whole purpose, it's not because you wanna sue somebody if you know something goes wrong. That's the worst case scenario. It's expensive, it's a lot of headaches. So very, I, I never tell people, hey, you wanna have a contract that way you can sue somebody. It's for accountability. And if you are, if you're a business and people are paying you and they wanna file a chargeback, if you can show this written agreement that they've signed, that's gonna be your number one, number one way you win that chargeback is by showing the contract. But as, especially as a creator, hands down, anytime money is changing hands or value is changing hands, because I know a lot of times you're trading a video for product, anytime value is trading hands, you want to have a written agreement. And the main part, the main point of it is just to have accountability. So don't be afraid to use contracts. I, so many people are like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to think I'm trying to pull one over on them. Or I don't think, I don't want them to think this or that. And I get it. Like we've all been screwed over on contracts at one point or another, early termination fees. We didn't read the fine print, this or that. I get it. But now you are a business owner and you have to treat it like a business. And in order to treat it like a business, you have to use written contracts. And I, I tell people like for me, use me as, as an example, when I'm hiring a new contractor, if I'm hiring somebody to do something for us and they don't send me a contract, I, I, I then question, are they actually a professional? Are they just doing this like as a little hobby, as a little side hustle? Maybe they're not really that good at their job because they're not treating it like a business. So contracts make you look professional. Don't be afraid to use them. And then number three is your intellectual property, which is my absolute favorite. So intellectual property fall it's patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Patents are inventions, not something that I cover. It's a whole nother ball game. If you ever need a patent referral, 
let me know and I can get you that, but not something that I'm an expert in. But trademarks and copyrights, that is my jam. And these are two of the most misused terms with entrepreneurs and you really do need to know the difference. So the easiest way to know the difference between a trademark and a copyright. Your trademarks are your branding. So anything that identifies your brand, your brand name, your logo, your slogan, a product name, a service name, your podcast name, anything that has a unique name within it can probably have, can probably be protected with a trademark. Now copyrights, these are your content, your creative work, anything that you're consistently creating. So videos, photos, blog posts, your website copy, long form social media captions, all of your creative work is protected with a copyright. And the thing about copyrights, you actually have protection the moment the work is created. You don't need a federal registration in order to have copyright rights. Trademarks, you do have to have a federal registration in order to have rights. So when people come to me and they're like, hey, should I, should I get a copyright or a trademark? I'm working with really small businesses and I have to help their budget go as far as possible. So most of the time, it is, it is a case by case basis, but most of the time your money is better spent on a trademark application than a copyright application. God, I feel like I just went to law school all yeah. in that <laughs> span of five minutes you explained it, but that's great. You distilled it down. So one LLC, two contracts, three patents, trademarks, copyrights. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And you did that for your business. So legalpreneur, I assume that that's a trademark name yep. and it's your brand and you've built that up, which is, a, you know, you practice what you preach, which is, I love to hear. Exactly. That. It's so funny because back when I first started my law firm, I think this is 2019, it was 2018 or 2019. And I was, I started doing podcast interviews and I had done a podcast interview. And at that point I actually hadn't filed a trademark for my firm name. And the guy doing the podcast was like, so you don't practice what you preach. And I was, I felt so called out and I was like, holy shit. Like I, <laughs> and then since then I, and at the time I was like, well, it's just my law firm. Duh, duh, duh. And then I was like, no, like absolutely. I should yeah. be filing. So now, I mean, we probably have like 10 or 20 trademarks at this point, literally everything now where it's like, okay, we're filing, filing, filing. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to your intellectual property, more than likely it is your brand's most valuable asset. And mm -hmm. especially for a lot of creators, it's your personal brand. Even if you're, you have a personal brand with your legal name, you still need to protect that with a trademark because it, just because you have a legal name doesn't mean you're legal to conduct business with that name. And that's what throws a lot of people off. They're like, oh, I just do business with my legal name. I don't need a trademark, right? And I'm like, no, that's actually all the more reason why you need a trademark on your right. legal name. Think about Calvin Klein, Kate Spade, Rebecca Minkoff. So all like everybody that has a trade, all the fashion designers, their legal name is everything. That's their brand. Yeah, that's so interesting and so helpful to creators. I think creators, when they first start out, you know, get, can get lost and, you know, they hear legal and it's this big, confusing world and a lot of lawyers speak, lawyer speak, mm -hmm. but the way you distill it down is simple. And if there's, you know, the few steps you can take, I think that's super, super helpful. Yeah, and it's, it, a lot of people get scared people think it's scary, intimidating when it comes to the legal stuff. And I'll, I'm the first person to say like, look, if you just do a little bit of work up front, 
it doesn't have to be scary down the road. It's only scary when you keep putting it off and putting it off and then there's an issue and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to, and it's 10, at least 10 times more expensive to take care of it. But when you put the work up front and you avoid these issues, you're going to spend less money. You're going to have less headaches. There's just so many things that it takes care of. And I'll hear all the time like, oh, well, I've never been sued or da 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 da. I'm like, okay, well, look, you have an LLC. You have all these protections in place. And then I, and maybe they don't. And I'm like, okay, well, don't have that protection in place. And then they come back, you know, a year or two later and like, oh my gosh, I, I need to get this done. I just got the cease and desist letter. And, and I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, it's, it's not a problem until it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What does your for you page look like when you're scrolling on TikTok and how much time do you actually spend watching TikTok and consuming the app? Oh, how much time? Hours. Hours. I'm always on TikTok. So it actually depends like what phase I'm going through in life. So the past two years, Mm -hmm. most of it honestly has been about relationships and healing. So I went through my divorce and now actually over the past couple of weeks, cause I've started lifting and working out a lot. So it's a lot of fitness videos right now. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fitness right now. Yeah. It's funny that how TikTok knows kind of your seasons of lives. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's how my for you page is. you know, sometimes it's like straight comedy. Sometimes it's like affirmations. Yes. Other times, uh, you know, if I'm into running, they know that I just get served like every mm-hmm. running video, like your gym TikTok. Uh, so it's, it's cra- that algorithm knows you it's, sometimes better. It is gold. You know yourself. It is gold. Yeah. What have been some of your uh, recent favorite trends that you've been seeing on there? So just last night, <laughs> the mouth sink, the filter with the mouth sink, I saw there was a oh, super okay. viral video with it with this girl and her cat. And it was the funniest thing. And so now I started doing it with my kids. And last night I made them do like 10 of them. And they're like, mommy. I was like, y'all, this is so funny. You have no idea. (laughs) So that is my current favorite trend. I don't think I've seen any videos with the mouth sync. So I need to go check that filter out. That sounds very good. Yeah. So now we are up to our lightning round. So five questions and you know the first thing that pops in your head uh, let me know first question are you too old for tiktok i am too old for tiktok you, that's interesting so you think you are too old for tiktok i do <laughs> can you elaborate on that why do you think tiktok is for should be well, for kids, even though you're super successful i i mean yes and no so i feel like all of the really really big accounts are way younger than me. And maybe that's just what I've seen. I mean, I said law by Mike, he's got millions and millions and he's older. Um, I know I'm not too old, but sometimes I just see a lot of young, much younger creators that have much bigger followings. And I'm like, man, maybe I am just too old. <laughs> that's so funny. See, I, I think I follow a lot of grandmas on TikTok. So I get served like even older people on TikTok. <laughs> So I, I do feel like there is no thresholds for age on TikTok. That's, that's but again, true. It, it, the for you pages are, are always different. What is your number one piece of TikTok advice? Oh, consistency. Consistency. Like that is, mm. that's it. Like just be consistent. And yes, you want to get better as you're creating content. But if you're consistent posting content, you're naturally going to get better. Great answer. What's your number one piece of legal advice? Get it done. <laughs> Don't be like, don't put it off. Just get it done. 
And what's one thing you want people to know about you that they can't get through your social media or TikTok presence? Oh, I love to play poker. I it used to be a big part of, my, not a huge part of my presence, but I used to talk about it a lot more because I owned a poker club last year. Um, and I still play Amazing. all the time. Every, I mean, several times a week I play poker. Um, but I don't really post about it that much anymore. But normally, like in the evenings, that's what I'm doing. Well, I sense a new TikTok poker account from coming from you. That well, would be so fun. I had one when I owned the club that I had, but I just stopped posting there. But I, sh I should. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Something to look forward to. This has been amazing and so educational. And you, everyone needs to go check out your TikToks. They're entertaining. You'll learn a lot. I feel like you won't need to get a law degree. We can just yeah. learn from you. Please tell our listeners, what are you working on and where can we find you? Yeah, so the big thing right now is the book. It is called Legalpreneur, The Business Owner's Guide to Legally Protecting Your Business. It comes out in January, but it is available now for pre-order, which comes with about $2,000 in bonuses if you pre-order now. So definitely check that out. And then we have our Legalpreneur membership, which provides all access to clients. They get their own attorney. And then... I just, my other thing is just creating. I love creating TikToks and growing my audience over there and just educating people. So make sure to follow along there, Instagram, YouTube, all the places. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you.